Aspirus, passion for excellence, compassion for people. It's time for Aspirus Health Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. Helping shape your children's behavior is a key part of being a parent. It can be difficult as well as rewarding. While at times it can be challenging, a few key principles can help you to be a more positive parent. My guest today is Emily Tracy. She's a physician's assistant in pediatrics at Aspirus Health. Welcome to the show, Emily. So when we talk about positive parenting, how do you tell parents to shape and manage their young child's behavior? I think the idea of positive parenting comes from five main principles. Um, The first, which is probably the most important thing, is that attachment. So it's shaping that relationship and working on um, calming ourselves. The other aspects of this are using mutual respect, um, being proactive, so seeing problems before they become a problem, being empathetic. And the one thing that we talk a lot about is positive discipline, which is the fifth thing I, I think parents need to think about. So let's start then with positive discipline because people think timeouts or I'm going to take your phone away or you can't watch any more television unless you go brush your teeth and get ready for bed. Or, I mean, there's so many ways we negatively try and negotiate with our children. And what would be some more positive ways that we could do that? So positive discipline is different than punishment, right? So discipline, the word discipline actually means teaching and learning, where punishment is, you know, taking away something, putting them in a timeout. What we need to do is correct behaviors, not necessarily punish them for making a bad decision because they're going to continue to do the same thing over and over again. So when you're thinking about how to perform positive discipline versus punishment, we need to assess the need. So most kids have behavior that is an indication of some type of need. Um, And this may not be an easy thing to see. Uh, I think, for instance, when you think of a toddler who keeps jumping off the couch, obviously this is something that you don't want them to do because they could get hurt, and they continue to do it. And it's because that need is to find a new boundary. Um, Your child has grown up and now needs a new boundary. Uh, the second part that I think is important for positive discipline is first to discipline yourself. That means you need to calm down. Um, you need to then bring that to your child and teach them um, how to calm themselves down. So instead of maybe a timeout, doing a time in would be very important. And that would be sitting next to your child, doing something that's calming, whether it's reading or drawing. When they get older and they can actually understand then you can do more problem solving. So talking to them about correcting their behaviors and learning from that mistake and teaching them to make the right choice the next time. Well, the American Academy of Pediatrics, Emily, says that behavior plus attention equals more behavior. People think when a child is behaving well, that's when they kind of just leave them alone because, yay, they're behaving well. But that's really the time we should be paying extra attention and rewarding good behavior as opposed to the bad, correct? Absolutely. Kids need attention. It's plain and simple. Um, We need to fill that attention basket full of positive things. So when good things happen, we need to give them positive attention that they need and they crave. Um, Even if this is just taking a few minutes out of your day to spend one-on-one time to make sure that you are distraction-free and you focus on those quality, good things that your child is doing. And what about modeling behavior? Because parents see, kids see parents fighting or 
you know, yelling at each other or not being calm in the face of a child's bad behavior. How can we as parents role model positive attitudes to make that positive parenting message ring true to our kids? Well, as I said, it's really important to first discipline yourself. Um, A lot of times children are reacting to what they're seeing or how you are acting. If you're having a bad day, um, that's going to affect them. So you can role play a lot of those behaviors by using calm voice um, and having them be a part of the things that you want to do. So it's just as important to take care of yourself and your needs as it is to take care of the children's needs. Absolutely. It certainly is. And then what about ways to discipline in a more positive way? And as you say, time in, I love that you use that term. But when we do have to discipline, sometimes parents really, we tend to lose it. And we get mad very quickly and maybe not forgive as fast as we should. How can we use that positive parent information to discipline in a way that is not so negative, to, to hand out a punishment when it needs to be handed out. Mm-hmm. Kids, kids really thrive when they have structure and know their boundaries. So that means being clear and concise in, with exactly what the rules in your house are. And that's tough because we can't expect kids to know every single rule. So there need to be clear, concise, a few rules that are very important that we do not want to break. And that may change as they get older. Once they accomplish, okay, guess what? We're not doing this anymore. we got to pick another one to focus on. Um, And then we need to be clear about what our consequences are, especially when it's related to specific rules that they know. And you want to make it related to the misbehavior. Otherwise, those consequences don't make any sense. So if they forget to put away their dishes after the dinner, maybe, you know, they should help do the dishes, have them load and unload. But cleaning your room because you didn't do your homework doesn't seem to fit as well. So it's really important to be consistent and follow through as a team, both parents or whoever caregivers are in the family, to always have the agreed-upon consequence when the kid push those rules. Another thing that helps sort of not necessarily help, but can take away from that well-meaning positive parenting that we would all like to achieve are tantrums. You've got your three-year-old, they're throwing a tantrum, and again, you're ready to lose it, and you want to walk away from them and ignore them when they're throwing this tantrum. Is that the best way? Because you see those parents out there, Emily, that are so calm and collected, and they seem like they are, but maybe they're not really, and, and it just seems like we're the only ones who get upset by these. But should we ignore tantrums? How can we be a good, positive role model and parent when a child is upsetting us so much? Before kids have a lot of voice, it's hard to um, build on those communication skills. I don't think it's something that I recommend you know, denying your children's feelings. Um, Tantrums are a normal part of the developmental process. Even as adults, we have a hard time dealing with emotions, so expecting an 18-month-old or a 2-year-old to do so is very difficult. So that's, again, a time where I would say, you know, pull them away from the situation. Um, Try to avoid getting them in the situation that got them there. So a lot of times toddlers will be upset because they're hungry or they're tired. Um, Something's not right and they can't communicate it. So really being in tune with your child and knowing what their needs are and putting yourself in a situation where you're not going to, you know, put yourself in failure 
um, is important. And then when those things happen, like they do to everyone, they happen to me all the time, it's getting to their level, figuring out what it is, um, shaping that relationship, and respecting them. You know, they have a personality, they have their own body, they have their own spirit, and we need to realize that, take them out of harm's way if they're going to hurt themselves or hurt others in these tantrums. But otherwise, try to distract them or do a time in. Um, lots of kids are easily calmed down by something as simple as getting a book out and having them sit on your lap and read the book. Um, it's hard to negotiate sometimes with toddlers. So it's either doing it that way or sometimes you do have to walk away. Just like at times you need to walk away from a crying toddler. If you're getting to the point where you can't handle your emotions, walking, not walking completely away, but taking a deep breath while your child is screaming is okay. Yeah, taking a step back from that situation. So wrap it up for us, Emily, about spending more quality time with our children, things that mean a lot to kids that we might not even think about, and the best ways to be a positive parent. I think the biggest things you can do is taking that um, time specifically with your children and that filling that attention basket. Kids need good attention. Um, and make sure that's undivided attention. And if that means you're reading Goodnight Moon for the 10th time, you're reading Goodnight Moon for the 10th time. Um, but take time for that attention. Take time for training. And that means helping them make better choices, using a calm voice and role modeling. Um, kids want to be like their parents. So show them that it's fun to do this and fun to do that. And they'll work hard to help you clean up the playroom and um, help you with other things around the house when you acknowledge and fill that attention basket. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's great information for parents. You're listening to Aspirus Health Talk. For more information, you can go to aspirus.org. That's aspirus.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.